Hello, kings, queens, and everyone in between. And welcome to the season finale <laughs> episode of Psych versus Sex. I am your gracious host, clinical and forensic psychologist, Dr. O, and I'm glad to be here with you guys today. Like, literally, here, in this moment, in this space and time, today. I'm filled with so much gratitude, y'all. And we can definitely talk about why, but first, and as I always ask, how y'all doing this fine Monday? <laughs> how y'all doing? I remember posting on social media a few months back, something along the lines of the next time you connect with someone, instead of asking what someone is doing, try asking how someone is doing. Because this could leave space for a more authentic conversation. Now, we all know the automatic answer when somebody asks us, how you doing? Or, you know, what you doing is I'm good or I'm fine or nothing. But y'all, tell me how many times you told someone you're good or you're fine and you haven't been. But you just didn't feel the time called for telling it like it really was or that the person wanted to really know how you were. So you didn't even bother to share it. And I can bet every last one of us has experienced that at least a handful of times. And before y'all start going in, know your present emotional experience is not everyone's business. So, of course, you discern who you will and won't share with because the time and the person have to be right. So even though I'm not with you guys in person, my prayer is that each of you are doing well. And if not, you're seeking and or have the proper support to get there. So let's get into it. So as I mentioned, this is the last episode of the season, you know, last episode of season one of the podcast. And of course, when things come to an end, we have a tendency to reflect on the journey to get to that end, right? So I found myself reflecting on the past five months because we started this podcast in January. It is now May. And what I can say is I'm proud of myself. I can say that. If you've listened to other episodes, you've heard me mention how sometimes my mind can be on a ton of things at once. I've been told by other people and really been coaching myself into a space where I'm comfortable with taking one step at a time and doing one thing at a time. Why has this journey been a journey for me? Because there are a few ventures that have been sitting on my heart and speaking to my creative and entrepreneurial spirit for some years, y'all. And I think the weight that I felt from that, along with what I believe finally being physically 
in a space that I love and I'm settled in, there have been this anxiousness to create and get it all done so I can finally release it off of me and see the outcome of it come to fruition. I imagined it being amazing and feeling this great sense of relief. But as I'm growing through this inner battle between feeling stifled and embracing my humanness and all that that calls for, God was working on me and my patience. Okay. I had to come to the realization that delay does not mean denial. I'm going to say that again for the people in the back, because I believe someone needs to hear it. Delay does not mean denial, y'all. I think for people who think in a similar way as I do, a lot of the angst we felt comes from feeling as if it doesn't happen now, it's not going to happen. And this is a faulty way of thinking, a distortion, not true, whatever words you want to use for it. For me, I'm at a stage in my life where I can literally like smell, feel, breathe, taste what God has for me more than I think I ever have before. And I don't think that's for nothing. But in order to honor my purpose, I have to continue to follow his lead. So that when I do officially arrive to this place, I can be prepared for all that it comes with. I can't tell y'all how many times I've prayed for patience through the years. That has been my fervent prayer, consistent, persistent prayer throughout the years. And I have a testimony to show what waiting on God can do. Now, is it always easy? Absolutely not. But I can say that so far, ultimately, it's been worth it. So oddly enough, although starting a podcast was on my list of things I wanted to create and share with the world, it wasn't at the top of my list. And sometime toward the end of last year, so 2022, I made a decision that I was going to start something and see it through. And... I must say, I'm so thankful that I did. So, you know what they say about plans, right? Like, y'all know what they say about plans. You can plan all day, but you never really know where life will take you. And that is the truth. I know some of y'all, all of y'all should be able to attest to that. My life has led me to creating this podcast. And I didn't want to... Just put any old thing out there. I wanted to share something authentic and impactful. Something that was unique and inspiring. And something that could contribute to the greater good of people all over. So January hit and I told myself, let's do it. You know, I geared myself up. I'm like, we're going to do this. So without allowing myself to sink into the whole analysis paralysis, right? And I believe we talked about that in a previous episode about how it's really fear-based when you get into that 
state, right? That analysis paralysis where you're, you keep studying, you keep going to YouTube university, you keep doing all the research, you keep reading all the books, you know, and ultimately all that does is push off what you want to do because you're scared because you're having perfectionist, you know, the example of perfectionist tendencies, right? Like you want it to be perfect. You think you're not good enough. All of those things are at the foundation of analysis paralysis. And the term really says you analyze so much to the point where you get paralyzed and do nothing. That's what that means. And so instead of allowing myself to sink into that whole thing, that we find ourselves in when we feel all of the fear and the anxiety and experiencing perfectionism when attempting to, to start something new, I just dove in. It was like YOLO, <laughs> you know, I just dove in. I've done a lot of studying various business models over the years. I don't know if I've shared that before. And I've often heard a common thread of advice from most business professionals I've come across. And that advice is just start, just start. I don't know how many of you have heard that before, but I'm telling you now, just start. Realize that you'll make mistakes, you'll fail, get told no, but that's all of a part of the process, family. And each time that happens, you learn and you get better and you're able to fine tune things so that it's less likely you'll make that mistake again or not at all. So I can say I've held on to that. And I encourage any of you listening that if that is something that you struggle with, you hold on to that too. Although you want your work and what you share to be is very best, right? We want that especially as creators, we, you know, there are many of us, not all of us, but there are many of us, most of us, I like to believe that we want to put our best foot forward when we introduce something to the world, right? But seeking perfection in that will have you sitting on a groundbreaking idea or some endeavor forever, literally. Like people have passed on with regrets because they didn't move on what was placed on their hearts. I heard someone say, there are so many ideas buried in the grave because for so many different reasons, people didn't move on their ideas and what they felt a calling to do. So again, I've tried to remember that through my own experiences. Just start. And I did. And we know starting something new takes courage and is a risk. And for those that know me, you know, I'm a risk taker. So I'm believing that the things I have planned in the upcoming months will come alive because I do have some things in the works, y'all, that I'm very excited about. Now, I also had to face what I realized during my research of these businesses and, and looking up these business models The other very important and very real aspect of building a business or something of your own for public consumption, marketing. Marketing, okay? Getting your name or your brand out there so people can connect with you and consume whatever you have to offer. So 
If you guys tuned in for the Fanamy episode, I talked more in depth about being a late bloomer when it comes to joining most social media platforms and how I live my life largely off social media. I had gotten to a point where I either had to be inspired to post or if I was inspired, a lot of times it's centered around something I felt so strongly about that my post would have turned into a whole dissertation, y'all. And we've got short attention spans these days. <laughs> so that would be a no. So then I just won't post at all. Then on top of that, I also have a shy streak, right? So I think for many of us, when thinking about putting ourselves on these public platforms, the vulnerability level is on a thousand because we all know the internet is a place of massive public opinion, no matter what that opinion is. And when you actually care about your work, you know, when you care about what you're doing, when you put in major effort into it, when you want to make a difference and you hold it close to your heart and you want people to find value in it and enjoy it as much as you do, you become sensitive about your ish. <laughs> okay? Words to do. <laughs> You do as a creator. And I used to hear that people in the creative space, you know, actresses, actors, singers, you know, in the entertainment industry, artists and all those things. I used to hear people say like, you know, I feel suffocated, stifled when I can't create and I'm sensitive about my creations because those are the things that come out of the essence of who we are. We birth these things. And so it makes sense for us to feel away about it. You want it to be accepted because it's something that's so close to your heart. And because it is, it will affect you in that way. And so the other side of that, of course, is that nothing anybody does will be for everyone. I don't care who you are. Everything that you do won't be for every single person on the planet. Nothing that you do will be for every single person in every corner of the planet. That's not reality. You have to find and be clear about who your tribe of supporters are that genuinely have a desire to buy into what you're providing. And so with that being said, it's one thing to put out memes, gifts, word text saying something I think is profound and all that. But it's a whole other beast to put my actual physical self out there. I'm sure some of you can relate to that. I'm sure of it. You just feel completely bare on this like really like stage in a way for the people of this world to respond to you in however way they see fit. Then your mind starts to play tricks on you and you think, well, I'm out here, so now I have to make sure I look my absolute best every time I'm in front of the camera. I know some ladies definitely can re relate to that, right? When you're new to the social media space or your new YouTube channel or new Instagram or you got a message that you want to share. And a lot of us, the first idea is like, okay, well, I got to make sure my hair is straight. I got to make sure this is right. I got to make sure that is right because you want to put your best foot forward and present yourself top tier because we think that doing that will ward off the negative comments and the, you know, and the mean things that people say can say to us because it does affect you. But for me, 
I recognize this is essentially an untruth. Even though you may feel a sense of pressure to do that. If you look on Instagram, for example, just go on and look on Instagram. You'll see some of these people with these followings. And it's like, and I don't mean this in a rude or disrespectful way, but it's like, oh, they, they don't look like they just got out of the glam chair either. But their tribe still supports them. I've seen people literally making videos as they leave the gym while they're cooking or just chilling on their living room couch. And it'll drop some gems and say something that really resonates with people because it really is about the value of the message. And people tend to gravitate towards other people who are just being authentic and who they really are and living their lives. A lot of times people don't want to see you glammed up 24 seven. It's like, I mean, you know, people resonate with that too, but there is something about being able to see people in their natural element. That's why a lot of the YouTubers have like millions of followers. They're taking you everywhere. They're taking you to the store with them. They, they're taking you, you know, on trips with them. They're taking you in the labor and delivery rooms with them, like really giving you full access more or less right to the important things. Yes, it's edited. Yes, every single thing isn't on there, but people are really opening and exposing their lives and people really resonate with that. So I had to adjust my way of thinking on that and remember to keep embracing that just start mentality. And also remember that if you're providing value to your audience, the rest will come. And really, now that I'm thinking about it, y'all, You know, something else I've struggled with along this journey. And I know some of y'all can relate to this too. Imposter syndrome. And I know many people will call me right as a professional in my field, brave for revealing something like this on a public platform. Like, oh, you imposter syndrome, you a professional, you spoke expert in your field. But to that, I'd say, first off, I'm going to always keep it authentic with y'all. Always. That's one. Two, rest assured that many of you guys' favorite professionals, experts, whatever you refer to them as, in whatever field, have experienced the exact same thing. It's not a unique experience. And just because you have letters behind your name does not make you exempt from it. Let me tell you that. It doesn't matter who you are. So when it comes to me and my encounter with imposter syndrome, as it relates to developing this podcast, there were thoughts of, well, who cares what you think? You know, what makes what you say more valuable than the next person or valuable at all, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But as we guide others to do in my field, I had to get to a place where I could catch those kinds of thoughts, challenge them and recognize them for what they are. So, yes, I'm over here practicing what I preach. Okay, (laughs) I am. I'm trying, you know, not always easy. Right. Not always easy, folks, but completely doable. So those are the main things 
and experiences that this journey has brought to me so far, guys. And I'm grateful for it all. I really am. And I wanted to be real and let you all know that if you're on the fence about whether you should start something new or you want to offer your gift to the world, but you find yourself wrestling with yourself, basically, crippled by fear, worry, panic, feeling not good enough, or dealing with some serious imposter syndrome, please know that you're not alone. It's a human thing. And to all my perfectionists and type A's out there, understand that not succeeding at something does not equate to you yourself being a failure. It's not the end of the road. It's a part of the journey. I often tell people that instead of looking at your life in segments with these strict deadlines or through a black or white lens, instead, look at your life as a steady flow. A stream of like interconnected experiences that will all work together to ultimately shape you into who you're meant to be. And remember that those experiences don't solely favor or discriminate. We're on this earth for both discrimination and favor. This is a concept that I've become more comfortable with and understand better the more life I live. And I wish the same for you all. And so I want to encourage you all to go after whatever that thing is that has been gnawing at you. I know how that is. I know how that can influence you. Maybe there's a reason that gnawing feeling hasn't gone away. I have things that have been on my heart literally for years. I can visualize these things. I can see these things as clear as day. And I'm a person who wants to live with little to no regrets. The best I know how. So again, like I challenge you to do the same. Thank you again, my people, for your engagement, for your support. This is only the beginning, y'all. So stay plugged in, okay? The first season of Psych versus Sex could not have had the success it had so far without you, my royal family, my audience, my people. As always, I welcome your continued engagement. And you know where to find me to keep the conversation going because. Yes, I'll be taking a little sabbatical, you know, a little something, something, but I'll still be live and active on my social media. We'll be back with season two, pumping out new episodes, new topics, new laughs, new guests, new segments. So be out on the lookout for all that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the goal is to do it even bigger and better, y'all. Go ahead and like comment share follow 
and hit that notification bell on all your fave podcast platforms so you're the first to be in the know when the new season drops and for some surprises in store. Until then, my royal family, have an amazing rest of your spring and an amazing start to your summer. And I look forward to when we meet again. And remember, stay human, y'all. Bye-bye.